we want to start the show off by just saying thank you. We're breaking some news today and we're ending season one. This is the 26th episode and we are just so grateful for all of you that have tuned into the show. You listen to us every Travel Tuesday and we just want to say thank you for listening. We will start recording season two very soon. But for now, we're taking a step back, putting some thought into what is to come for season two. And we want to hear from you. Is there anything that you want to hear about on the On Arrival podcast or people you want to hear from? So if you have some fun ideas for us, you can reach out to us. You can email us at kt at onarrival.com. In the meantime, follow us on socials at onarrivaltravel just about everywhere. Yeah. So that means Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. There you will find updates about new episodes, new blogs, and everything on arrival. We've been posting some pretty cool content lately, location-specific content. You should go check it out regardless. Yes, and that includes places that we've been, also some suggestions for places you should go. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Highlighting our epic California road trip. Welcome to On Arrival, the Traveler's Podcast. We're your hosts, KT and Jordan. Throughout our 20s, we've lived and traveled all around the world and fell in love with exploring new cultures. Here at On Arrival, we interview some of the world's most eccentric travelers to hear their original and authentic stories. We hope this show inspires you to take your next trip. And that when you land, you have a game plan. On Arrival. You guys, we are so excited to tell you about the trip of a lifetime we just took to California. It was perfect. And it was our first road trip together. So we did 12 days, stopped in six cities, and we didn't kill each other on this road trip. No, we loved each other. It was perfect. It really was. And it was Jordan's 30th birthday. So that's really the reason that we went Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, we just had an amazing time. I'm in my prime, babe. I'm excited for you. Oh, thanks, boo. Let's get to it, though. We got a couple disclaimers first before we hop into the episode. Yes. So, like I said, we were on the road for 12 days, and this trip was very much a highlight tour. Yeah, we didn't really get to deep dive anywhere like we would have might might have wanted to. Mm-hmm. I think every stop, we wanted at least a little more time than we had. Yes, but at it least was a little. so enjoyable. We did get a taste for California. And I think that was something that we both took away from this trip was like, okay, we could see ourselves here in the future, or we really would like to visit this place mm-hmm. or vacation here mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And I had only ever been to LA. I know you've been to other places, but it definitely gave you a sense of like the differences of California, all the stops. And you saw the differences from a natural perspective, you go from the desert to like the tall redwoods and so cactuses to redwoods. But you also see how each city has its own kind of vibe too. So that was cool. Yeah. I think a lot of times people think of California, they think of LA or they think of a specific city. And 
California has a lot to offer. I mean, there's snow there. There's different climates. Everything is there. You can find literally everything there. So it was interesting to see. It was cool to connect with people. It was just a great trip. It was perfect. And we drove primarily the one, the PCH, which stands for... The Pacific Coast Highway. Mm -hmm. And we have also drove the Amalfi Coast in the past. And I would find them very comparable. Besides, this trip was way longer. Yeah, it's probably like five times as long. And so some context on the PCH. The one runs along the coast. It's the scenic route. It's longer than your fastest route, which is going to be your actual expressways that run more inland. We were driving the coast and we did that intentionally. We For wanted the scenic to do that. Views. We wanted to do that. Like that was the basis of this trip was to drive the coast. And our other disclaimer is we wanted to see all the tourist things. Like we're not ashamed about that. We were everywhere that the tourists are at. Yes. And I think a lot of times, especially like today, I hear People say like, oh my gosh, that's so touristy or kind of putting down the tourist activities or sites. And I I don't think we should do that. I don't think there's no shame in the game of seeing tourist spots or doing touristy things. And I think we proved that we've traveled all over and we did all the touristy things because we hadn't done them before. Yeah. I mean, this one was a little more cheesy than we might normally do. But Mm -hmm. if it's like your first time somewhere or you really, you know, or you just like, hey, I want to see like what is famous from this place. There's nothing wrong with being tourists. We went to the Hollywood sign. Big deal. We We liked it. We walked the stars on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. Like we did it. And I'm glad we did. I might not do it again, but it's definitely worth doing once. Mm -hmm. So let's start with San Diego. That was our first stop of six. Mm-hmm. So we flew from Detroit to San Diego mm-hmm. and we grabbed a rental car. Yes. And we headed to our hotel and started two days of restaurants, activities. We also went to a conference out there and it was really a blast. We didn't have, we tried to plan out this trip, you know, not all the details, but we had a general sense. San Diego is one of those places where I did very minimal itinerary planning. And we didn't really know a lot about San Diego, but I feel like we left with a great sense of what San Diego has to offer. It's a good city. It's very chill, very relaxed. When you think about California, you might think of LA or San Francisco, and those are both very serious cities, but San Diego is much more like chill, much more relaxed. It's much less like pressure. It's very just like, yo, we're here We're just living a good life. I think the weather is just like consistent always. Yeah. So the weather, you know, it's warm, it's sunny. uh, They have really dry summers. And, you know, there's just a lot of young people. I have a lot of friends personally that have moved to San Diego when, you know, they need a fresh start or they're just sick of like Michigan winters. Right. And yeah, it was just a really, really chill vibes overall. If you don't like seasons, San Diego is a great place to go. Because it's basically the same every day. No, not not that dramatic. But we did hear that quite a bit, that there's not much variation day to day. It made me think of like one of those movies where you wake up every day and it's the same day. 51st Dates. Well, like yeah, that. actually, that's that's a good example. Yeah, that that's what I thought of when I heard <laughs> when I heard that it's the same every day. I just imagined like waking up and seeing the same day every day. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on who you are. Maybe that's your preference. Maybe, you know, you're sick of seeing the winter and the seasons and staying inside and you want to just be outdoors. So 
Um, what was your favorite part about the trip? Ooh, to San Diego. There was a lot of great restaurants. I was able to meet up with a friend of mine. We actually went on a double date. I would say probably the highlight of the trip was going to Craft and Commerce. That's a restaurant. Amazing food. And then they also had this speakeasy bar called False Idol, which is like a tiki bar. The best part about that tiki bar was that the drinks were interactive. When you ordered like this special drink, the whole bar went through this experience yeah. like they turned the lights off and they lit the drink on fire Some there was crazy. like lightning and thunder striking in the whole place when you got your drink i don't know that was fun that was really really fun we also saw some great sites and did some fun activities one thing that i mentioned is we didn't really plan out exactly what we were going to do in san diego one thing we did land on when we actually landed in san diego was we planned to go whale watching so that was fun we didn't see we didn't see any whales, any whales <laughs> but we went dolphin watching there was hundreds of little dolphins and it was fun because there was moms and babies oh, diving in and out of the water they together. were tiny dolphins that was that was, was, cute. Kind of, that was cute and yeah we became friends with the captain of the boat he told us about those dolphins too it was a very rare sight like you don't see that many dolphins people are lucky to see that many dolphins together he also gave us some good recommendations as far as sightseeing and activities go, and we were able to enjoy some of those. We saw Rosecrans National Cemetery there, which is a huge military cemetery on the top of a, basically a peak, a point over the ocean. So it's got views panoramic views of the water in San Diego. Big military vibes in San Diego overall. I really liked our lunch we had at Ketch, K-E-T-C-H in San Diego. I have to differentiate that because we added another Ketch as well in LA. But I like that restaurant. Good fish and chips, good lunch vibes, good view from the pier. Mm -hmm. it was just and I think it's pretty new. So if you're looking for like a good view as well as some seafood, I think that's a great spot. Going back to the whale watching thing. We didn't see any whales, but our captain did tell us that the best time if you want to see whales 100% is around Martin Luther King Day, which is in January. So I guess that's when the whales, they're kind of traveling. <laughs> we did area. say, when is a good time to see whales? And he named almost every time except when we were there. So. And like I said, we didn't plan out San Diego to a T, so that's, it that, was our mistake. That's our third disclaimer for this trip. We went when we could go. And so a lot of things didn't necessarily line up for timing. You will see that here in San Diego, but that happened also later in our trip. Yeah. You got to roll with the punches though. You got to, we're taking advantage of time that we are home. Jordan hasn't been home during September in like eight years. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we're blessed to live the life we have lived traveling all over the world, but it does come with some sacrifices like not being home for your birthday. So it was fun to, to celebrate be, yeah, together. to be here and celebrate and. So I'm glad we took the trip. So thanks, Boo. Thanks for going with me. Yes. Um, another area that I really enjoyed was the gas lamp quarter. That's really like the lively downtown neighborhood. A lot of good bars, restaurants, nightlife scene, as well as Little Italy. Yeah, Our I can't forget Little Italy. How are you going to forget Little Italy, you little Italian? I'm not going to forget Little Italy. <laughs> it was amazing. And we went to a really great breakfast restaurant there which was called Morning Glory. And that was kind of in Little Italy. Mm -hmm. It was good food, but it was also good IG material. 
good TikTok material. It's like a whole new genre genre of travel. Like, <laughs> of is food. it Instagrammable? Is it TikTokable? <laughs> yeah, seriously. All in all, I would say San Diego was just good vibes. Lots of young people. I didn't see many families, but just good place to go chill, I mm-hmm. felt like. And one mistake that we made in San Diego was we kind of stayed outside of the gas lamp district or quarter, and we had to walk a lot of places. So I'd recommend if you're doing a highlight trip like we were, stay where the action is, yeah. stay in the gas lamp quarter, or stay like right in Little Italy. Mm-hmm. Try to stay in the mix. That was one thing we learned on this trip. Like we we did at other places, and we were grateful. So, and we ended up leaving San Diego mm-hmm. thanks to some advice from our captain. We made some cool stops along the way. We really liked La Jolla, and I really liked the glider point where they were doing all the paragliding. It's basically like this big cliff on the seaside where they just running and jumping off with gliders. Yeah, that was really cool to see. And pro tip: something that we did on this trip since we wanted to take the scenic route and we wanted to see certain things on our drive. We put in the destination points or the tourist locations in our maps. You can put like multiple points and then it'll guide you from one to the next to the next. Mm -hmm. And it kept us on the coastal route because if you put from point A to point B, it's going to take you on those expressways we talked about. The fastest route probably. So we showed up in Hollywood and that was the next stop. LA and that's where Jordan rang in his 30th birthday. You were shining in LA, boo. I really was, you know, feeling myself in LA. (laughs) It was a ton of fun. We did, again, all the touristy things. No shame in our game. I specifically requested we do them all. That's what I wanted to do more than anything. And it's funny because Jordan has been to LA before. I have been to LA before, before we knew each other. And we both had I wouldn't say like amazing experiences in LA or just like very different. You know, we were children back then. So it was interesting because I loved LA this time. I really, really enjoyed it. What about you? It was good vibes. We were smart to have a good hotel. We stayed at the Edition in West Hollywood. It's a new hotel, like really, really new. Amazing rooftop. Amazing I think they got a good bar. restaurant. People like that one a lot. Yeah. All in all, that hotel was perfect the rooftop it really was the hotel was really clean and modern we swam got drinks and chicken wings jordan loved the chicken wings there so we highly recommend at the addition hotel in west hollywood get the chicken chicken wings so if i say they're good they're probably real good he has a running list i do keep a list of my favorite wings (laughs) and those rank i'm not sure where i gotta readjust the list now for his birthday, we went to Catch LA, which is funny because Jordan didn't know what Catch was. And I'm like, do you watch reality TV? Do you follow the Kardashians? He obviously does not. Didn't know. <laughs> but I think I win like best birthday planner award because I made the reservation at Catch and we sat next to Paul George. Yeah. Casual, you know. I kept calling him Chris Paul. It's fine. That was the best part. <laughs> you were like, who? Yeah. But. Honestly, the meal and the vibes were great. And the dessert was amazing. They have a very Instagrammable dessert. It's called the hashtag hit me. Hit me. Just look it up online. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. But it's one of those Instagrammable things. We won't get to. We won't deep dive into that on this episode. (laughs) But we did do all the touristy things, which I was happy about. I wanted to see the Hollywood sign. I wanted to see the Hollywood stars on Hollywood Boulevard. We Mm -hmm. went to Rodeo Drive. KT really wanted to do that. 
Yes. Just typical. I don't know. I just wanted to go shopping a little bit. I didn't buy anything, but hung out. And then we went to a really amazing restaurant in Beverly Hills called Il Pastoy. They also have a pasta dish named after Justin Bieber. We didn't try it, but it looked pretty good. It did look good, but the restaurant was delicious. Real real Italian flavors. Not that expensive. Like being in Beverly Hills, you would think it'd be like crazy outlandish prices. It wasn't. You know what was great from that meal? One of my favorite things from that meal? Hmm. The espresso and the tiramisu. They were both perfect. That's just a perfect combo. Like you can't go wrong with that combo. But they, they were perfect. They were. We had actually two. We had one in Napa as well, an espresso and tiramisu. At another Italian place. Delicious. I blame you. Delicioso. <laughs> On our way out, we hit Santa Monica Pier, which was another tourist thing that I really liked. It was like, we have to go here. Mm-hmm. It was fun because Jordan showed off his basketball skills. I'm a he- professional. No, literally, you're a professional. But he made all of his shots, and he won me a prize. And that's the first time anyone's ever won me a prize. So I really enjoyed real that. Hoop, not the mini hoop. That was the real hoop. Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, the video's on Instagram? I think it's it's on my personal Instagram. Oh, uh, okay. But we will, we will highlight it. I'm we good. Are- I can play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But no, it was fun. I really wanted to go. I wanted to see the park. We saw the roller coaster and the Ferris wheel. And it was was fun. Mm -hmm. And that was on our way to Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara was great. And we only had one night there. We kind of stayed outside of the city. We, I don't think we mentioned this yet. We booked this trip primarily using points. Yeah, I did my thing. We had a huge stash, like a huge stash of points. Marriott, Delta, American, American Express. Express. Like we cashed out. And we were like swapping the points around and getting the best deal. It took and, like three days to like confirm every booking. But we saved a lot of money. So yeah, like this trip, driving the PCH, visiting all these locations isn't a cheap trip, but we saved like half of what it would have cost. And we stayed at good hotels. And we had 11 nights of hotels and mm-hmm. we only paid for the last three. So it was, we really, you know. We did our thing. Yeah. We'll share more on that later, maybe a blog or something. Santa Barbara was cool. It was another chill vibe. And this may sound like a bad thing when I say it, but it's not. You can see most of what Santa Barbara has to offer. In one to two days. Well, not the days, but it's on one street. It's on yes. State Street. And it sounds like, again, that sounds like a slight, but this street is like three miles long, at least, of just walking it, and it ends at the wharf, Mm -hmm. which I learned what a wharf is on this trip. There's so many, like, almost every city we went to, every stop had a wharf. And Mm -hmm. the one in Santa Barbara was called Stern's Wharf. It's cool because you're walking down State Street, and it leads you right to the wharf. Right. And State Street, so... It's full of restaurants, bars, shops, vintage shops. Mm-hmm. Santa Barbara is very laid back, family, vintage vibes, like good vibes. And it's definitely a location that I would travel with my parents and like future future children to Santa Barbara and do mm-hmm. like a week trip out of it. Very laid back. Like yeah, if you need a break. It's a good vacay place for sure. Great place. And we had a delicious meal there. I think it was your favorite meal. Probably my, one of my favorite meals. And that was at Sama Sama. Mm. 
delicious. What did we really like there? Everything. Everything's good. You really can't go wrong there. But it's like a... The margaritas were delicious. I know that. Oh, my gosh. Too much wine and tequila on this trip overall. It was definitely a wine and tequila fuel trip. But that's us in general. That's kind of our drinks of choice. So we had the Mi Goreng, which is a noodle. And that was delicious. (laughs) We had wings again. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, we got to get a running list going. And we had Brussels sprouts. So it was it was all just we had more than that too. Those are just some of our favorites. It was that was one of our best meals by far. The the flavors and everything were just they were perfect. I would recommend a reservation there because we did have to wait. We didn't have one and we waited like thirty minutes. So Yeah, but they also won't take a reservation for two people. Oh. So, so that's probably kinda, six or more. So and they won't let you call ahead either. So you have to go there. Jordan was very upset about this if you can't tell. Just a heads up. I'm just trying to make it easier for you, <laughs> for all you out there. But to wrap up with Santa Barbara, it was a very nice, calm city. Nice wharf. You can go out to the restaurants on the wharf. Chill vibes. Good city to visit. Good laid back vacation. So we went from San Diego that was really relaxed, young people vibes, to LA, which was very high energy, going out, trying everything, seeing everything, to Santa Barbara, which we were kind of back to chill vibes. And then we had our longest stretch of the road trip, which was mm. about four and a half hours to Carmel. Big Sur, man. That national park, it's it's like the it Amalfi Coast, but like four hours of driving uh, along these cliffs. And if you love active outdoor stuff, you need to take a trip there. You need to stay there. Stop in Big Sur. Take two days there. You can camp you can, there's hotels, you can hike, you can, I don't know, you probably could do everything. They had waterfalls and everything. Beautiful, beautiful views. We did pull over a few times to take some photos. Also, I was getting carsick. Don't look at your phone the whole time, people. Yeah, just, don't do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is a windy road. And like, as the driver on that road, I was tired by the end because for four hours, you have to steer the It was whole longer time. than four hours. It's not one of those trips you set on cruise control and you just keep the wheel straight. You're driving. Very comparable to the Amalfi Coast, just longer. One of my favorite parts about that drive was you're driving this road and along the right side or along the, the inside is the mountains and the park. Mm-hmm. And the left side is like cliffs that go down to the ocean, the Pacific. And it was really stunning because the Pacific Ocean, it looked like it touched the sky. It was the most beautiful thing. Down those cliffs are houses. Mm-hmm. And all you see is the gate and the mailbox. And some, like some, For some very wealthy people. People got these houses built into the cliffs. That was just like really amazing to see. I imagine that people that live in LA, people that live in San Francisco, they get a house around Big Sur and that's like their relaxation spot there's really no cell service i want one of those (laughs) yeah we realized we got to make a lot of money after this trip (laughs) well that was the thing the no cell service like you no no joke it was like three hours where we had no service Mm -hmm. so like you're not getting service at one of those houses so it's the perfect like you can't find find a way but yeah but maybe they don't want to i wouldn't makes sense so then we headed to carmel which i've been to carmel and monterey many times for monterey car week we went to a winery called Folktale Winery. I work there every year at 
the Monterey Car Week event, and I took Jordan. We did a private winery tour. Oh, that was heaven. That was amazing. Shout out to Nat. Mm-hmm. He's the you know the man behind the madness. Yeah, it was amazing. So my favorite part about that was it wasn't a tasting like you get at a lot of other wineries where they pour you three glasses, four glasses. No, he took us to the grapes they just picked. Like and like, he's pulling the juice off of these grapes. Like, here's the juice from the grapes that we just picked today. It's harvest, so it's a perfect time to be in wine country. Here's the juice from the grapes that have been fermenting for two weeks. Here's the the juice from the grapes that are going into the barrels now. And here's the final product. So you really got to see the wine at every stage, like every stage, even some that were like halfway aged in the barrels. He was opening the barrels up and letting us taste that. That was like incredible. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it also has a beautiful garden where you can reserve a seat for lunch. They have live music. It's just a great stop if you are going to Monterey or Carmel. And then we went to downtown Carmel. We walked the streets. Oh, that's a that's a cute little downtown. Really like real family, almost like retiree. like <laughs> <laughs> Retiree vibes there, which is funny because when I go for Monterey Car Week, it's high energy. You have like the Bugattis and the Maseratis and the Ferraris and the Aston Martins, et cetera. And now it's just like nothing. It was really, really relaxing. And they have a beautiful beach there that we drank a bottle of wine at. Here's an interesting thing. If you look on the map, Santa Barbara faces directly south. So you don't get a great sunset there. But Monterey and Carmel, like the Carmel Beach, that sunset was perfect Mm -hmm. and we had that bottle of wine and it was just like we just watched the sunset right into the ocean it was amazing heavenly and we only spent one day in carmel and i think that was enough at least for our highlight trip this time yeah i agree i mean you go for a couple days you'd get you wouldn't want to stay for longer than that there's not a whole lot to do but it's very beautiful to see yes our next stop along the way was San Francisco. Francisco. We like to say it like Elf does in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let them in on their, our little weirdness. I was excited for San Francisco because I'm a nerd and, you know, Silicon Valley. I don't know how many times I said, oh, there's Salesforce Tower. Did- yes, he was very excited about that. We stayed right down the street and he... Everywhere we went, you kept pointing out, there's Salesforce Tower. It's like, I get it. It's a big tower, man. It's very uniquely built, too, as well. We stayed right on Union Square, which was very cool. So we learned our lesson. In San Diego, we kind of stayed off the beaten path. And this time, we were like, nope, we don't have you know too many days here. We want to really do all the touristy things and be in the action. So we stayed right on Union Square. We even ended up eating on Union Square at a Michelin star restaurant. No, I'm kidding. It was Cheesecake Factory, but (laughs) (laughs) it's like on top of the Macy's and it's a really nice view. So that's, we talked earlier about the timing of the trip. So how the trip lined up, we were in San Francisco on a Sunday and a Monday. A lot of things were closed. I was shocked. We could not find anywhere to eat after like eight o'clock in San Francisco. And we eat kind of late. So that's kind of our thing, but. Yeah, well, we were doing a lot. And I was just surprised. You would think in a city that big and that active that you could find food beyond eight o'clock, but you really could not. Like Mm -hmm. cheesecake was like our only option at that point. And they take COVID very seriously still to this day. And in San Francisco, we met up with my cousin who lives in Sacramento. And I was like, everyone's wearing a mask outside. I'm wondering, like, should we be wearing one? He's like, no, it's just 
kind of how the people here are, which was really interesting. And we brought our vaccination cards because to dine, indoor dining, you need proof of vaccination. Yeah. A lot of the places that we wanted to eat or we would find were still closed because of COVID or had just opened or had very limited hours, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they were open. Yeah. It just made like finding good food in San Francisco hard. And I was shocked because if you would have told me that before we left, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have said that San Francisco would be where we would get some of our best meals. And we just missed the window on this one. So we're that's my one regret about this trip. Let's talk about the hotel. As we've mentioned, we love Westons. We got married at the Weston Book Cadillac in Detroit. We stayed at the Weston in the Maldives. And now we have added another Weston to the list, so the Weston St. Francis. Mm, so the St. Francis Hotel was built in 1904. It was, had an addition built in 1906 and a tower built in, I think, something like 1970. So there's like a few parts of the hotel. Don't stay in the tower. Do not stay in the tower. There, None of those rooms to my knowledge, are renovated. We stayed in the original building. They call they called landmark rooms mm-hmm. because it's in the landmark building. Those are completely renovated, but they keep a lot of the old fixtures and charm. So it was a really, just a beautiful room. And it we really got to was. look over Union Square. We got right the at Salesforce Tower. Yes. It was really stunning. And a lot of famous actors and actresses. Shirley Temple has been there. Eleanor Roosevelt. Like It used to be the hot spot. That the was cool. St. Francis Hotel. In the lobby, they have the pictures of all these people. And there was also the a murder hotel. there if you're a weirdo like me and love true crime. <laughs> uh, there was like a famous actor that murdered another actress or something. Even if you don't stay there, stop in the hotel, check it out, look at all the history in the hotel, get a drink at the bar if it's open. I think that was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we missed that. It's worth seeing. And it's right on Union Square. Like the good thing for us was the streetcars go right in front. Mm-hmm. And there's a spot where people say to hop on the train. And actually the streetcar driver that was stopped in front of the hotel told us to go down to Powell and Market Street. It's to, the end of the line. To catch the streetcar. And we ended up waiting in a line for like 45 minutes. So pro tip, you don't <sighs> have to do that. You can buy the tickets on your phone and yeah. you can catch that streetcar anywhere along yeah, the way. We waited 45 minutes For to nothing. get on this car and we stopped one intersection beyond the end of the line, like our first stop on the whole thing and people hopped right on. And I was just like in awe because <laughs> it was right in front of our hotel that they got on the car. And we took that streetcar all the way down to Fisherman's Wharf. So the thing about California is there's so many wharfs, but I think the best one is Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. It's funny because in Carmel, you're like, do you want to go to the wharf? I was like, I think I've seen enough wharfs. <laughs> but go to the one in San Francisco because it's the best. We got to see sea lions. Yes, we did. But my favorite was actually Santa Monica. Oh, really? Yeah, I like Santa Monica better than the Fisherman's Wharf. But they were both really cool. Yeah. The one in San Francisco is kind of like a museum. The one in Santa Monica is more like fun, in my opinion. Yeah, there's like a roller coaster and yeah, stuff. The games. What else did we do? That I think the highlight of San Francisco was Alcatraz. Easily. Easily. So We did the night tour. Yeah. Highly recommend. My favorite part of the Alcatraz tour was that the audio tour was narrated by the guards and prisoners that were at Alcatraz. So you were like very immersed in the experience. And you're there on the island as the sun goes down. It gets real creepy. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool. 
best audio tour I've done, hands down. We don't do many audio tours. Maybe the British Museum would have been was a little bit up there, but I loved it. The night that we were at the Alcatraz tour, they had the hospital section open. I don't. I think that might have been the first time they opened it. I don't know. You guys can let us know if you've ever done it and they opened it for you. But they told us they acted like we were really special, which was cool because Jordan and I were one of the last ones up there. So we were the only ones up there in the hospital. Yeah, and we got creepy. to see like the surgical room. Yeah. And it was all like still like the old stuff. It was kind of. Yeah. Eerie. I was like ready to go. I was like, okay, this is cool. Like, okay, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, if you're going to see it, see it at night. It was really cool. They're, they tell all kinds of stories about escape attempts and this and that. So it was easily the best part. But we did all the tourist stuff. We went up and saw the Golden Gate Bridge from like the best viewpoint. Yes, we have a video about it on our social media, on Arrival Travel. Amazing views. And what else did we do really fun? The ferry building well, the was ferry amazing. ferry building, which is a market. And again, timing. We missed the timing on this one. It was Monday when we went and it was pretty much half of the shops were open but hog island oyster company was open and they're kind of known for that location the grilled cheese bomb wow wow that grilled cheese <laughs> i don't know if i've had a better grilled cheese than that it was really good it was the guillere yes delicious <laughs> say it pronounce it guillere there you go you got it yep say it three times fast guillere 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 okay we're good moving on San Francisco was great. We did all the tourist stuff. We went over the bridge, did that, whatever. We hit the piers. And I was able to reconnect with my cousin and a friend, Jordan's teammate, when we were in Turkey, his girlfriend. Yeah. So that was really, really fun to connect with people all around the world. That's kind of my thing. I like to do that. Yeah. No, that was, that was definitely a highlight was being able to connect with people along the way. I'm looking forward to going back to San Francisco and getting a better feel for food and bars i would say we were a little just disappointed with the timing but yeah. you know someone's got to land on a sunday monday during a 12-day trip so yeah that sorry, was the hard San part Francisco. we yeah. still like you we had to save time for the best part yes and arguably that is napa wine country mm, wait shh. <laughs> i'm picturing it i can see i can see the vines uh I love wine, back. but Jordan really, really loves wine. I shined. I was in my element. He was. He was like educating people on our tours or at the wineries about his wine expertise. And no, I am one of the people on the tour, though, that I really listen. And I'm like, whoa, really? You did that with the grapes? Like, I care. You do. The process really fascinates you. And you, I will say you have a very good um, zest for what the wine notes are. I've I've been working on it. it you know, it, I've grown to appreciate the art of it. And I just really like wine. Like, I, I'm not trying to be stuffy or weird. I like wine. I like how it tastes. And I like how I feel when I drink wine. And I will say that there's no such thing as too much wine. But There is. No, there's not. There but, was when Jordan booked five wineries in one day. I by the time we we only made it to four, <laughs> but by the time we got to the fourth one, I could like could not drink the wine. I could barely look at the wine. Yeah, my tasting expertise was definitely way down at that point. I was just <laughs> drinking it. You're like they all taste the same by <laughs> this point. <laughs> but you know, we got real close to that too much wine. But what the, was your favorite winery? My favorite winery was 
look, I'm going to sound stuffy when I say this, if you know what I'm talking about. But Opus One was just, it was just really impressive. A must visit. A you know, must visit. Like just, you know, if you're, it's your first time in Napa, you just have to go to Opus One. They make one type of wine and it's delicious, very pristine, very designer. Napa is known for all the designer wines. You can't go wrong when you're yeah, in Napa. We learned that though. Only 4% of wine in California comes from Napa. So yes. it's very... It's creme de la creme. Yes, it is. But I've never bought a bottle of Opus One. Not to say that I wouldn't when we win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just worth seeing. I mean, the level of detail that goes into the wines that they make, it's... it gives you an appreciation for it. They really they really care about every single detail that goes into that wine. And we got to go behind the scenes and see the whole process of the winemaking since it was harvest. Really mm. loved saw the, know, barrel the guy room. that helped us. Saw the grapes. Amazing. Saw the grapes get sorted in the barrel barrel room. And I want one of those barrels. Yeah, that's gonna be a while down the so you what, could just have the barrel maybe. No, I don't. I don't need wine in. I just want the barrel. You don't need the Opus One in there. No, just the barrel. Just the barrel. No, like when we win the lottery again, and I, we have a wine cellar, I'd like one of those those barrels. Yes, I would say my favorite winery was actually Cade. Cade is a lesser known winery, but it was very exclusive and pristine. I would say the wine is. The winery is sustainable, correct? Yeah, Completely. it's like 100% sustainable. It's like up in the mountains in a controlled area. and They only see 40 people a day. Yeah. Compared to the Castle Winery, which is very well known, Castello di Amorosa, which sees like 1,000 people a day. Yeah, probably even more than that. So they see only 40 people every day for tastings. So if you see Kate on the show, it was like a you piece. Get it. It was a very peaceful vibe. I mean, you're the up in the mountains and they have a fountain going, and all you just looking down at the valley. It's super peaceful. Napa was devastated by the fires, though. We did learn that when we were in Napa that a lot of the 2020 vintage wines. Yeah, a lot of the wineries are going to skip 2020 because a lot of the grapes were destroyed or they tainted. taste like smoky, yeah, which you don't want, like actual smoke. So. What did you think about the castle? The castle was cool. It, we called it the fake castle, though, just because the castle was built in, like, don't quote me on this, but somewhere around, like, 91, 1991. So it's like, eh, if you've been to Europe and you've seen real castles, you're a little skeptical of this one. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of like a touristy location. Right. It's cool to see. It's like a guy from Italy actually came to Napa and built it. Yeah. So... You started it's, in the 70s. It's one or of those things on our trip that you have to do once at least. We did buy some of the wines. I will say the wines are very good, but the castle is like, okay, like I've seen it. I don't think I would go back. Yes. Another really cool experience, wine related, that we did was an apple wine train. And we really enjoyed that experience. We did the mm. lunch on the train in the Vista Dome which is like that panoramic view. So all those trains that you're seeing on Instagram, those vintage trains like that was this but it's imagine it going through napa and you don't stay the night on it you just right we have lunch we had and lunch come back. a full course lunch there's also like i know there was like a murder mystery oh, like yeah. performance on it they do different things so it's something you should do once probably not every time you go to napa but definitely an experience all the photos you get all the photos 
Yes, we will be posting those. We're actually highlighting each day of the trip. So check us out on social media. At On Arrival Travel everywhere. Let's talk about the food. You can't go wrong with food. Yeah, I mean, where to start? Where to start? Like, I don't think a restaurant would survive in Napa if they didn't have like pristine cuisine. Like everything is four stars and up that we even looked at in Napa. Really enjoyed that part. Don't say pristine again. Say it over. Say I don't think a restaurant would survive. Say like exquisite cuisine or something. You just said pristine. Oh, you said. You go say ahead. it. Just, I don't remember. Just go ahead. Just say I don't think a, a restaurant would survive in Napa. If it wasn't. Don't say pristine cuisine. Say something else. Okay. I don't think a restaurant would survive in Napa if it wasn't ridiculously good. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean. You can't go wrong. You can walk you in anywhere. You can't have bad food. The standard is just too good. And we had a bunch of good meals. And there was, and to be honest, I didn't go to half the places I wanted to go. What I, do you mean? Like, I was just looking at places like, oh, I wish we could go eat there or there. Yeah, we were there three days. So we definitely made the most of it. But I would say one of my favorites for breakfast was Model Bakery. I believe it's Oprah's like favorite bakery in Napa or something oh, that, like that. That was good. Really, really we delicious. Had apple pastry there. And that was stupid. And the coffee was good too. Molto bene. And it was just a drip coffee and it was delicious. Yes, we really like that. And also Bistro Don Giovanni. We did yeah. that the last night. Yeah, another Italian spot, another authentic Italian spot. And it was very good. We didn't eat a whole lot there, but it was just a good, and it was a good atmosphere too. It was good food and good atmosphere. Let's talk about our last day in Napa. Things got kind of crazy our last day in Napa. Yeah, you lost it. I really did. I was like on a saddle <laughs> in, you know, farm country Napa. It was just, it got crazy. Yeah. That was the best part though, was the lunch, the yes. picnic lunch. We had lunch in the vines. It was very On a hill. Scenic. You could see all the vines. It was like, I mean, that was hard to come by. And the last day we went to two wineries and we got to go to these wineries via Tuk Tuk. Yeah, look it up. T-U-K space T-U-K. Google that. It's basically like a little cart. Basically. (laughs) It was a blast. It almost failed us. (laughs) It really did. We ran into vines. Like we were going up a hill to have lunch in the vines and Jordan weighed too much. So the whole tuck tuck <laughs> long came vacation like, give me a break. down the hill and hit the vines. But hey, everything worked out. Jordan had to walk. You were supposed to meet meet me at the top of the hill. You guys just kept going. It's good for you. It, yeah, after that trip, it probably was good for me. <laughs> and then I loved where we stayed in Napa overall. I thought about that today, actually. We stayed at the Archer downtown Napa. Which is a good location because there's Napa's all over the place. That's one thing I will say about Napa. That it's really good to have a car or you're going to have to pay no, for get a, a car. driver. <laughs> yeah. Do not drive unless you have a DD, mm-hmm. but it's bigger than you think. You yeah. Think like Napa the wineries, Valley, you think, yeah, you think a val- valley is like a small area, but it's no, not. It, take, it took us 40 minutes to get to the castle. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's spaced out. Cade was up a mountain. Like it's a big valley is big so it's based out i think downtown napa though is a good place to stay it's central there's a lot to do you don't have to go out to the wineries if you don't want to so many restaurants and tasting rooms right in downtown napa and the archer was beautiful because that hotel that we stayed at had like 
the highest rooftop in the city. It's a very like small town kind of vibe mm-hmm. down there. You can go to the rooftop without staying there. But what was funny is we stayed there for the rooftop and didn't really get to go. Yes, they had an event up there one night that we tried to go. The so. one night we wanted to go that had an event. I thought about that today. Like we we stayed there specifically for the rooftop and then didn't even get to go. But next time. Getting back was an adventure. We didn't want to leave Napa number <laughs> number one. We just could I stay really there. did not want to leave. <laughs> and then the journey home was kind of eventful, but again, as we mentioned, we were doing this on points yeah. and we used a companion ticket to fly home. So we had to fly out of San Diego. And how we got there was we left Napa, we drove to San Francisco, flew out of San Francisco to San Diego, and then directly home to right. DTW. So be, you're right. We used a companion ticket, so it had to be a round trip to San Diego. That being said, there's a ton of Alaska airline flights between the cities, like up and down the coast, all the California cities that are very cheap. I think it's like $79. Mm-hmm. And the one thing we learned when we were there is you can take wine as a carry-on on those flights if you package it or yeah. check it for free. There's some special thing on Alaska Airlines to take your wine. So we ended up purchasing wine and having to ship it home. So mm, there's ways there's we ways had around that. We had the castle was able to ship our wine directly to us at home. Our hotel was able to ship the rest of our bottles home to us. So, you know, you kind of got to make it work, but there's a lot of options there because wine's so prevalent. Obviously everybody's not carrying all these bottles. So we were able to take our wine to our hotel concierge and they were able to send it to our house. You need to check on that wine. Make sure it's safe and Man, sound. I really do got to call them tomorrow. Make sure that actually went out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. This really was a trip of a lifetime. We loved it. We had so much fun. We, we didn't want to leave. All day. <laughs> we did so much. There's so much to talk about. We'd be here for three hours. It really was something I think everyone needs to do at least once in their life. And we did it. We did 12 days, six cities. It was absolutely incredible. If you need any help, if you're planning on going to any of these locations, hit us up. Let us know. We got you. All right. See you all soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of On Arrival. We've had so much fun recording these episodes and sharing them with you every week. If you like this episode, share it with somebody. And don't forget to subscribe to our show, On Arrival Podcast, on all podcast platforms. We would really appreciate it if you would write us a positive review wherever you choose to listen. And look for us on social media at On Arrival Travel on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're looking for more episodes, you can always head over to onarrival.com.